everyone welcome to the play choices podcast a podcast you hear i'm your host v i am the co-host lucas so we're going to spend this episode discussing blades of light and shadow book one chapters three through five this episode is not spoiler safe so if you want to avoid spoilers for blades of light and shadow book one chapters one through five please go read those first and we'll be here for you to come back and listen I had a Red Bull, so I feel like a little bit more amped up than I usually am. And Lucas just got his booster shot. So physically and situationally, there are things that are happening. <laughs> there are a lot, literally no pun intended, a lot of highs and lows happening right now. <laughs> literally. Yeah, it's been a very interesting um, past couple weeks, I'll say. But yeah, we are happy to be back, and mm-hmm. I mean, the audience is not going to understand what we mean by back, but we did go like three weeks without recording, so yeah. this definitely is, you know, we're trying to get back into the groove of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it already feels like nostalgia. <laughs> I know, I'm like, wow, the good old days. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, did, did you have any opening thoughts you want to say about Blades, or did you just want to jump right into the notes? No, truly, we can just go ahead and jump right in. I think anything that I want to say is going to come when it's relevant in the conversation. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and I think this will be a little bit of a longer episode, just because these chapters, they are so plot-filled. There's so much going on, and we're trying to cover three chapters in one, which last time we only got through two chapters in the episode, so this might be a little bit longer than our usual episode, but I just felt like it was appropriate to cover three and one i didn't want to just stick to two anymore i kind of want to like progress through the plot faster i guess than we normally would for this type of book so we're going to start with chapter three called a city by the sea as a reminder the default mc's name is rain so that's how we're going to be referring to them for the duration of the podcast the summary for this episode says next stop port parnassus where your party of adventurers may find more than they bargained for there's too many p's in that summary there's so port port parnassus oh my god editing is gonna be a fucking nightmare i can't read so (laughs) (laughs) okay so the chapter opens with rain confessing to nia and mal how much they miss Cade. This conversation is interrupted by Rain's satchel vibrating, which reveals that the source is the grain crystal that Bash took from the vault. I remember last chapter, we were like, what's going to go on with that crystal? Here we go. Mm -hmm. This is what happens. So the crystal cracks and bursts and reveals a cat with bat wings. I put a question mark in my notes (laughs) for good measure. (laughs) If you got the Beastmaster perk from before, you can pet it for XP, which is interesting um the group decides to keep it and when they try naming it the cat bat bat cat i don't know what to call mm-hmm. it <laughs> reveals that its name is actually threep nia says it must be a nesper which were the advisors of the ancient elves before the war as it turns out threep is actually fully cut up in all of the objectives because they could perceive everything that was going around the crystal they just couldn't react or nobody could see threep mm-hmm. So we actually don't need to explain our entire mission, which ends up happening like three times in these chapters. Oh my god, it's so annoying. <laughs> and we have so to go through annoying. 
It's interesting because it's like, I'm really glad that in those conversations, they didn't include the full dialogue of explaining, like, a little dialogue bubble just pops up that's like, and Rain explained everything to yes. X and X character, and I'm like, cool. Because <laughs> that would have been very annoying to sit through. So... Mal is not very impressed by Threep's presence, but Nia insists on keeping him and says that they can hide them while they're in town, because obviously having an ancient animal like this could catch um, some attention, unwanted Mm -hmm. attention specifically. So the group will reach the port and they will explore the town. Mal will mention that he suspects that they're being watched and Nia will get her coin purse stolen. You can pay 15 diamonds to go on this side quest to get her coin purse back and learn a secret about one of your party members. Did you take the scene? I did. I don't think I did. Unlike Nia, I was clutching my coin purse very close to me (laughs) while (laughs) reading these chapters. (laughs) It's so funny because it's like the little child coming up like, can you help me find my mommy and daddy? She's like, oh, yes. I'm like, oh, girl. (laughs) No, and Mal was like, please, Nia, don't. (laughs) Yes, yes. Mal was the only one who was like, "Uh uh-uh, don't. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He's like, I I... used to be one. (laughs) Yeah, his whole origin story, like, that comes up in, like, chapter five or whatever. I don't know at this point, like, okay, I will go ahead and give a spoiler in that at this point, I have been up through chapter five. I have been warming up to Nia faster than I have Mal. Um, Really? Yeah, there's just something about her that is kind of adorable. Like, I see how it's endearing. Mal, he just kind of stayed pissing me off. His fake broody, but like, I still want to be charming thing is just like, I don't know. I feel like I've seen it with a bunch of male characters and choices. So I'm not really impressed by it. And I guess, like, to give Mal some credit, like, Nia's, like, innocent woman who's having, like, her coming of age story isn't necessarily unique in choices either. But there's just something about her dialogue that I do think is, like, very adorable. Yes, especially in, the like, the later Diamond scenes, too. Yeah. Like, I think her innocence earlier... Her innocence earlier was more annoying to me than her innocence now. Now, I'm not looking at her as an ally option. And I there's still a couple of scenes where she kind of pissed me off because she does just continue to be overall kind of useless. <laughs> yeah oh my god oh my i said why is she in the group (laughs) i i'm sure like she'll come to fruition like by the end of the book but at this point in time you know i'm just not like i i think she's adorable but in terms of actual value add like i'm just not really seeing it (laughs) she's just a nanny for the pet that's all she is right now yeah, pretty much. Like, she's just kind of Threep's, like, caretaker. Mm-hmm. Because no one else wants to deal with him. I don't really have a problem with Threep. How do you feel about Threep? I like, after kinda, his like, introduction? I love him. It, it, I there's think just something about he's him. so funny. Yeah, there's truly something about him. The only thing that I didn't like, I automatically thought that I would hate him because, like, they made me pick a name. And then he was like, that's not my name, fucker. And I'm like, why? Yeah, no, why? that irritated the fuck out of me. And I should have known because when you were picking a name for when you were picking a name for you know threep before we knew what threep's name was there was like there's no default name you just pick your own and i was like that's very unusual because normally in choices you get a default name for everything and so i was like what the fuck is going on here (laughs) 
<laughs> it really <laughs> threw me off. I was like, there's something wrong. But yeah, I didn't take the scene just because to me, I'm like, okay, Nia, you got your coin purse stolen. Sorry. Like, I'm not about to go chasing after this little girl trying to get it back. And like I said, I'm not super partial to Mal. There's just something. And I know there's a lot of like Mal shippers out there. So I will apologize in, in advance if this opinion hurts your feelings. But everything about his face just kind of pisses me off. It's oh not even God. his personality. It's just like his character design. I don't like his nose. I don't like his smile. Um, his eyes are very disturbing to me. <laughs> <laughs> it all accumulates in me not thinking like he's a very charming character actually i said it has nothing to do with his personality but i did kind of mention his like broody personality type and i'm over it <laughs> yes because like truly i only find myself like really like yearning for him in these diamond scenes and it's just like and that's another thing like the diamond scenes and we'll you know discuss more into it but it's like it's way more than what the initial thing is right like i just feel like every diamond scene is like let's do this for this and it's like oh yeah sure then you just get like an intense moment with the characters or like a very like you know like um sensitive like backstory that talks about like whatever character you choose the diamond scene with and it's just very like you know it's kind of entertaining a little bit but yes like him just non-diamond scene version i'm like mal shut the fuck up (laughs) shut the fuck up i will say like and in general i do agree with what you say but i still feel like even with this scene like the amount that mal opens up is not enough for me to want to spend the diamonds to like get that information Mm -hmm. they all the same every single diamond scene i've taken with these people throughout these chapters it's like i'm not gonna open up and then it's just like a little like somber music and it's like yeah. i used to be a thief and i'm like okay <laughs> yeah all right <laughs> like even the baddest bitch like and we'll get there but like it's like okay oh my jesus i'm like you guys are all the same <laughs> no okay you're absolutely right though like every first of all there's like almost no scenes with nia these next couple of chapters like, all of them are with Mal or the two new companions who are totally skipping ahead. But, like, Nia really doesn't get that many diamond scenes in these next three chapters. The only one that we had was an upcoming diamond scene, which I'll describe when you go to the bar and you have a chance to dance with her. Other than that, like, they don't really spend too much time on Nia's character. Which is really interesting. Right. Like, I don't know if they're, like, waiting to make her, like, more powerful or waiting for something. hmm I mean, I guess it makes sense because, like, really these next couple of chapters are more so about introducing us to new companions than it is about continuing character development with the ones that we have met. But I did think it was interesting that, like, in the middle of the next chapter, we get a a scene with Mal, and there's not really a scene to, like, correspond with Nia. They must have had a feeling that Mal was going to be the more popular character, so mm-hmm. th- like add a diamond scene with him especially because i feel like in the diamond scenes that you have seen with nia like she's generally pretty trusting and earnest so like to to me she seems like an easier character to get character development out of whereas with mal they're trying to create this arc of a character who like isn't trusting and doesn't want to like exactly. show his true feelings so like it would take from a character development standpoint more diamond scenes to get him to open up to mm-hmm. Ray. Mm-hmm. i agree I completely if i had agree. to hypothesize yeah. the reason yeah. why 
but it, it it was interesting that you know he he got like a dedicated diamond scene and we didn't necessarily see one for Nia. <laughs> Getting back to <laughs> the diamond scene, I'll describe hmm. it and then kind of analyze a little bit more. So. If you do take this diamond scene, the group will catch up with the girl and Mal will use a tattoo on his wrist to get into the building she escaped to. They will discover that the girl is being trained under the local thieves guild. Nia is pretty horrified at the number of children who are training to become thieves, but Mal reasons that this is the way that the kids can earn a living. Um, Otherwise, they would just be like poor orphans and they wouldn't have a way to like gain money. Mal is able to get Nia's coin purse back, and we learn that he used to be a part of the guild, which is represented by the tattoo on his wrist that he had used earlier. When Rain asks about a nickname that he was um, called while in the guild, which is Reaper, he asks Rain to not ask any more questions about his past. That just kind of pissed me off because... Like, okay, we got Nia's coin purse back, but like getting her coin purse doesn't really alter you know, the sequence of events that happens after. It's not like you're able to purchase something that you weren't able to purchase before because of the coin purse. So really the right. only benefit is learning that Mal used to be in the Thieves Guild. And I feel like it just, like, it sets, the scene sets you up well for a future diamond scene that we'll talk about with Mal. But, like, mm-hmm. by itself, it didn't necessarily reveal that much information. Like, I just kind of rolled my eyes when he was like, don't ask me personal questions about my past. Like, I was like, why am I yeah, here? Yeah, I was annoyed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, you got one sentence of him opening up. And it's so weird because it's like, I feel like telling us that you're in a Thieves Guild should be the biggest secret, not why you have the title that you did in the Thieves Guild. Right. right because if it's like already a secret organization that's supposed to be quote unquote like a rumor and you've already like told us that it is in fact real and that you were a part of it i feel like everything else is just like dust right now like <laughs> yeah i agree like i would think the fact that you're even associated with them would be an issue and not like how high up you were <laughs> while you were there right right <laughs> so yeah i really didn't understand that at all but that's that's a part of the reason why like when I got to that portion of the diamond scene I was like I'm kind of glad I didn't take that his other diamond scene that we'll talk about later is like a lot more satisfactory in terms of how much he opens up um I don't know why they chose this spot for him to be like more guarded than normal (laughs) than the other diamond scene but I do think if you're going to spend money on a diamond scene to you know getting more information about Mal like I don't think this is the best one that you could pick right I agree Mm mm-hmm Okay, so afterwards, the group will head toward the library using a map that Nia has. When they arrive at the location, there is no library, just a collection of makeshift tents. A stranger informs the group that a group of orcs raided the library for loot and took it back to their land, which is called Flotilla, which means that the shard is likely there. The team decides to head there next, but they opt to find a place to rest first. So later, while they're at an inn, Mal convinces the group to find a tavern. This is a social quest where we can learn more about our companions for 15 diamonds. Did you take the scene? I'm going to just beat you to the punchline. I took every damn diamond scene. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I really did. I really did. I was like, I want to know about this gang of just literally fucking randoms that I suddenly found myself rolling with. So any opportunity that was like a social quest, I was like, sure, let's do it. Why not? But I do like okay. this one a lot, actually. I love this scene. 
The dialogue was very nice and I will say that I'm enjoying the group dynamics like more than I thought I would. Again, I didn't purchase the scene because like I said, like at this point, I just wasn't necessarily into Mal and Nia too much. But I will say like looking back, like if I had purchased the scene, I would not have been regretful (laughs) about doing so because I do think it's like a very adorable scene and it kind of just shows how like you know, the group dynamics and it is interesting because obviously Mal and Nia are two very different characters. <laughs> so like watching absolutely. them interact is very entertaining. But I'll go ahead and describe it. So the group goes to the tavern and Mal buys everyone drinks, which I will say probably the first action he's taken this entire book that I've been like, yes, my dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Um, and Nia also gets a drink and she has apparently never drank before. It's a very cute scene where Mal asks the group what trouble they've gotten into, which unsurprisingly for Nia, she doesn't have a lot of stories that are to the caliber that Mal was hoping for. Not at all. Not at all. And Rain has the option to dance with someone, which allows you to get some romantic time with them. I only saw the scene from Mal on YouTube and it pretty much focuses on Mal again, not wanting to open up because he thinks his adventuring is the only thing that people like him for. I unfortunately was not able to find the scene with Nia. So I sadly do not know what happens. I wish I had seen it because I feel like it ultimately probably would have been more interesting than (laughs) Mal just continuing to, you know, buck us off. Continuing to be every uh, fan favorite male ally in every choices book ever. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Who did you did you dance with somebody? Yeah. You dance with Mal. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> did you enjoy this scene? Like, did, okay, not necessarily like the rah rah let's all drink together part, but did you enjoy like the scene where you're dancing with Mal? Um, I enjoyed. Uh, see what I find enjoyment in it is suddenly like taken away because it truly is choices literally has some sort of like repeat on every single diamond scene and like what I really favor is like when you know your character like pokes and like prods and like does like does this like little because at one point like you bring him closer and like you have an option to like rest your head on Mal's shoulder mm-hmm. and it kind of gets him like you know twisted a little bit he kind of like sidesteps stumbles he like grabs hold on you pulls you closer and like you guys continue to dance and like i love those moments but they're so recycled that Mm -hmm. when i saw it this time around i was like uh yeah okay all right (laughs) yeah uh, i'm i'm hi guys i'm i think i'm finally now have the title of like uh you know intermediate uh you know right because you're getting tired now (laughs) i'm tired i'm so tired i'm tired before we get on with the rest of the episode let me interrupt with some plugs you can leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash play dash choices dash podcast slash message it could show up in a future episode you can also directly support this podcast by going to anchor.fm slash play dash choices dash podcast slash support which will allow you to support us on a monthly basis you can also go to streamlabs.com slash play choices podcast slash tip to make a one-time tip. All of these links will also be available in the episode description. Thank you for your support and let's get back to the episode. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because like I find myself having absolutely no patience for a character like Mal who just continues to be like, ho ho, I'm an adventurer. I'm big and tough, but I'm going to push you away emotionally if you try to get close. 
Whereas there's, I don't know, it, I'll talk about it before we get there, but there is another character that is somewhat similar. And for some reason, like I was feeling this character so much. Me too. <laughs> we'll me too. Talk Can about we, it when we get no, there. no, no. Can we like, we really have to like dive deep It like to the point that like, I was like trying not to, cause I felt like I was cheating them out. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. So after leaving the bar, the group will be confronted by a group of people with weapons. Matt will try to talk them down because he thinks that they're thieves, but it's actually revealed that the city's mayor is arresting them as they call them bandits. Three people comment that he senses shadow darkness in the mayor and suspects that the mayor is a servant of the court. The mayor will move to attack the group when a mysterious figure, who we have seen before, I didn't mention it, but we bumped into this mysterious figure in the market. and He just kind of like looked at us and bucked us off. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, the same mysterious figure here jumps in to defend them using magic. The stranger, who is an elf, decapitates the mare before telling the group to run, and then that is where the chapter ends. So, I was like, cool. Knew he was going to be significant because we saw him earlier. <laughs> I like that he's an elf like me, you know, like I was like, oh, okay, we, we're truly just having we're every get there. single we species. <laughs> Coming. yes hold on to that point when you're like i'm glad he's like an elf like, we're gonna we're gonna okay put that under a magnifying glass when okay. that scene that we both know that we want to talk about comes up okay yes so we're going to continue on to chapter four called escape at sea the chapter summary says the forces of the shadow court have infiltrated the city there's only one way out by sea so the chapter picks up from the last, and the entire group runs. They are able to evade the guards, and Rain confronts the elf. The elf reveals himself as Tyrell of House Starfury. Tyrell reveals that he's hunting the Shadow Court and admits that he's trying to right some personal wrongs that they did to him, but he won't give any more details. He will cough up the coin to get the group smuggled out of the town quietly, and we see a scene where Tyrell officially joins the group. I will say one thing that is very apparent is that Tyrell and Mal do not like each other. Mm-mm. <laughs> first couple of interactions are just, I, I wouldn't even say first couple. Like I feel like even through like the end of chapter five, they're still a little cold to each other. <laughs> so I don't know. It's, I don't think they're all that different. I think really the only difference is just like Mal is more like goofy and Tyrell is more serious. So absolutely. Yeah. They're two sides of the same coin. Literally yeah, like, absolutely. yeah. They're, they're pretty similar, except in their demeanor. Like, that's literally it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. we're going to see the two characters probably develop, like, a pretty good friendship by the end of the book. But for right now, it's cold. Yeah, <laughs> okay. but it's, it's, ooh. it's icy. <laughs> um, so the next day, the group will take the boat to the Shimmering Isles, which is close to Flotilla. The group will bicker over sleeping arrangements, and we learn exactly how much Mal and Tyrell really don't like each other because it's primarily the two of them <laughs> arguing. There's also an opportunity to flirt with Tyrell here, which um, I did. It was just so offhanded to me. It came literally out of nowhere in the most intimate way because, like, the character, like, <laughs> like, like V said, they're arguing about like where to sleep at, and your character's like, he, he can sleep with me, and I said, oh, <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I did, there's limited bunk not. space. <laughs> No, listen, <laughs> I did not. And, like, my reaction when I was like, but I do have the perfect solution. He can sleep on the bench. And, like, Tyrell's like, I'm tall as fuck. Like, my feet literally hang off that fucking bench. <laughs> I felt bad because you know how tall I am. So I was like, no, I'm right. so sorry. <laughs> like, right. No, I I took the full opportunity to flirt with Tyrell. I, I mean, candidly, 
this was the first, like, I don't want to, I don't know if it's actually the first diamond scene, because I do think I took one diamond scene, like, in chapter two. But this was my first, like, diamond scene for an LI <laughs> that I took. And um, I don't know really what it is. I'd, there's something that's a little bit more endearing to me about Tyrell's, like, seriousness then I find like Mal's goofiness for whatever reason. I just find it more endearing. So um, when I got the opportunity for it with him, I did. He's got some nice hair. He's got some nice, beautiful, you know, s s it looks smooth. I don't know if it's smooth, but it looks smooth. Um, he's from a noble house. There's other stuff that we learned that makes him more attractive to me in a future diamond scene. But I surely did leap on this opportunity <laughs> to flirt with him. <laughs> So Nia will tell the group that they need to stop bickering and get along in order to complete their quest. This will cause the group to pause and reflect on all that they've accomplished and everyone does seem happier after doing so. So Threep opts to nap while the rest of the group goes to the top of the boat to enjoy the night. Tyrell makes a beeline for the railing and Rain joins him. This will prompt a social quest called The Wanderer where you can pay 20 diamonds to learn more about Tyrell. Um, I already know you took it. I definitely did. Like I said, this is the first like LI mm. scene that I was like into because I wanted to learn more about him. Um, I'm just going to go <laughs> over like what we learned during this scene mm -hmm. um, because the dialogue kind of goes in circles for a little bit because it seems like Tyrell tries to like avoid being too specific. And at a certain point, he just is like, fuck it. I'm just yes. <laughs> yes. Which made me like. Oh, it made me admire him a little bit. I ain't even gonna lie. I ain't even gonna oh, lie. Oh, really? You find that admirable? The fact that he actually told us the whole truth instead of, like, not even, like, partial. He literally told us, like, what he was doing, his goals, why, who he is, all of that in one diamond scene. And I was like, thank fucking God. Okay, I thought for a second that she were like, I like that he skipped around the topic. I was like, what? <laughs> but yeah, I do feel like in this one scene, you learn more about... Tyrell than we have learned about Mal for the past like three chapters <laughs> so I did enjoy yes. this scene but like I said it it does kind of loop in like weird directions before Tyrell's like fuck it I'm gonna just tell you everything so I'm just mm -hmm. gonna list out this information and then we can kind of talk more about Tyrell's character mm -hmm. so Tyrell carries a signet ring with him and we learn that he's the heir to House Sturfury which is one of the oldest and wealthiest houses in Undermount which is you know the land that he's from we learn that Tyrell was trained to be a great student and soldier due to him being an heir, but he lacked freedom and genuine friendships as a result of that. So therefore, he's never really been on an adventure, but he is well trained for one. Rain assumes that he must not miss his home due to his complicated childhood, but he says he actually misses his home a lot and he feels obligated to defeat the Shadow Court before he can return. When Rain comments about how serious he is, Tyrell admits that he used to be more carefree until someone betrayed him. And the other little detail that we learn is that elves do live longer than humans. Just kind of yes. a little side note. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, like, how do you feel <laughs> about Tyrell's character? I don't know if it's the fact that, like, we are, like, the same species and breed, color, everything. Because, mm -hmm. like, truly, he just looks like me, but he took steroids, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> but, like, there's this small opening up, like, him being... I says, sir, you so you have this bravado because you've never had a friend, sir. Like, you, yeah. You've never had a genuine relationship. All you've had is like instructors and like you know war officials tell you to be better, do better because of a family's you know bloodline. 
and it made me like sympathize with him and uh, i regret not inviting him in my bed now i really do like <laughs> it was a, the diamond scene was all over the place but it, the ambiance was there like uh, overlooking the night the fish you remember when you spot the fish yeah. And he gets all excited and he's like, Oh, this is my yes. first time on a boat. And I'm like, Why are you being so cute, you big bitch? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really enjoyed this diamond scene. And I do hope that there are like more moments to flirt with him and more diamond scenes with him in the future because it is very uh, mal heavy. Yeah, no, I definitely think he's going to be an ally. So I don't think we have to worry about that. Um,. I don't, and I have a lot of thoughts floating through my head. Okay, so my first one is I know we typically don't bring up like other books in uh, like our discussions, but because we did like not too long ago record our next episode on foreign affairs, which I think this episode is probably going to come up before we do. Mm-hmm. But I just remember like so much of our dialogue in the episode being us like talking about how oftentimes choices will create these characters who like on the outside have like a life of privilege and on the inside be like yearning for something different Mm -hmm. and it's not to say that that conflict isn't significant and real like i mean we've definitely seen stars or like public figures who for all intents and purposes we would think that like they would be happy to be in their position but they actually feel pretty stifled by it so again definitely want to give like full credit to that character development but it just it does strike me as a very common theme that I keep seeing in choices just with like our very last episode being a foreign affairs one that we recorded. And now we have two companions who are virtually in the same position. They're just different species. And I, we we haven't talked about the next companion, but the next companion is like literally in Tyrell's like exact same position, but just a different species. <laughs> yes, like really though, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that my comment earlier, like they're like literally all the same, which is why you yeah. can favor Nia because like, is she a carbon copy of like a stereotype? Yes, but like we literally have three of them in the same group. Yes. So it's just like... It is like very, it's very interesting to me that they didn't, it seems like they didn't really put too much effort to like differentiate the allies too much. It seems like their primary differentiation is like their species. Yes. But I think the part of the reason why they do that is because obviously as us being like an orphan who has like literally no connection to anybody, obviously in order to like try to defeat an enemy as big as the shadow court, we're probably going to need connections. And so it makes sense that we would need like to enlist the help of people who are like really high up in these social circles in order to help us accomplish our quests. But isn't it weird that Nia isn't one of them? Because you got to think about it, right? You have two of them who have like noble titles. Mm-hmm. And it seems like every fight, at least one person in every goddamn town we go to knows Mal because he's just Mal the Maleficent. Yeah, and then they look at Nia and they're like, bitch, you're not even a priestess yet. <laughs> Well, I think Nia's usefulness is going to come out, not out of necessarily, well, okay, let me, let me rephrase this. Number one, we haven't necessarily been put in a position for Nia to be useful yet, which I think is coming up later. Like, she is a priestess of the light, and, like, at the end of the day, like, we do need someone with, like, light powers, or Mm -hmm. I don't know what you would call them, but, (laughs) like, she literally has the powers that are the complete opposite of the Shadow Court. Mm -hmm. So, like, I feel like she's going to end up being, like, the ultimate key to help us defeat the Shadow Court, and they're probably just building up to that. But also, too, like, we haven't necessarily gotten, we haven't necessarily been put in a position where 
Nia's connections are showing. Like, she definitely has connections because she's, like, training under, like, the light, I forget what they call them. <laughs> the light yeah, right, white tower, something. <laughs> right, I, yeah. I forget what they're, I forget what it's called. But, like, I think when we get to that setting, which is kind of inevitable that we're going to get there, that it's going to become, like, a lot more apparent why she's useful i just mm-hmm. think in these first couple of chapters she seems exceptionally useless yeah. because they're not really utilizing her character to her full potential right i right. definitely think it's coming and i think she is going to end up being someone who is like pretty essential to the plot it's just like right now we're doing a lot of like adventuring across the lands and somehow we have managed to run into two fucking heirs <laughs> yeah right like what the world <laughs> We'll get there. We'll get there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. But yeah, like, I'm like, what are the odds, right? Like, it's like, yeah. okay. And then for my other thought about Tyrol is like, I think maybe the thing that she pointed out about him is maybe why I find him more endearing is because like Mal has this like bravado because he truly has like been everywhere and done everything. Mm-hmm. Even though he's not, I don't think he's our strongest companion that we have, Mm-mm. but I definitely Mm-mm. think that, um, you know, he's very seasoned and he's given Rain the confidence to like, can, not only is he like kind of number one, I wouldn't say he's the reason why Kate is trapped. I don't, I don't think that's fair because I think like Rain definitely pushed for them to go on an adventure. So it's kind of like Rain who started the series of events. Yeah. But if Rain had not run into Mal and like his two other companions who were helping him, you know, seek out the temple, they wouldn't be on this quest in the first place. And I think that like Mal's role of the group was to get rain to be like hey come on like we can do this like kind of have someone who's more seasoned than nia and rain because i think if like the two of them were doing this on their own like i think it would be way more messy (laughs) it's in the dialogue a lot like there's a lot of comments where mal is like oh you're so lucky i told you that like i promised you that i would help you get your brother back and i'm like okay well i mean you could leave at any time (laughs) yeah but I think that that's really what is Mal's like usefulness and like why his experience is so important. But I think the reason why like Tyrell appears to appeals to me more is because like he is kind of innocent. And I do like naturally within the dialogue of Tyrell's diamond scene, I feel like you already see him opening up more than Mal because like in Absolutely. the very beginning, like he doesn't want to talk about like why he's going after the shadow court, which he still doesn't necessarily tell us why, but he, you do see more emotion come through. But the thing that I thought was very adorable about his character is how, you know, he's very well trained. So like, we just automatically assume like, damn, he must've been fighting bitches mm-hmm. his whole motherfucking life. And then like when the fishing comes up, he's like, Oh, I'm sorry. This is actually my first time on a boat. And rain's like, huh? And he's yes, like, yeah, yes. I've never really been on an adventure before. Yes. And rain's like, holy shit. So like the fact that I thought it was adorable that he like, <laughs> right after he says that he's like, listen, I may have never been on an adventure before, but I'm well-trained and I'm capable. And I'm like, no, we know. Like I saw you yeah. decapitate that man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like literally not, like, I'm not doubting your skills, but that's part of the reason why I think he's very endearing to me as a character because, like, I like the fact that he kind of, it seemed like he almost got, like, kind of embarrassed about his lack of experience. Yes, right? Yes, yeah, so cute. He's so cute. He, that tall bitch. Oh, my God, he's so cute. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, overall, like definitely out of the three like LIs we've been introduced to so far, this is definitely the one that, you know, I am probably going to pursue. I, there's just a couple of things about his character that really appeals to me. And plus this man, he got a bag. So I already bagged myself a sugar daddy this early into the book. So I feel like I'm in a good position. <laughs> and also, this is also what I wanted to bring up. Like theoretically in a perfect world, you defeat the shadow court whatever whatever like you get your brother back you know maybe you want to find a new home like why wouldn't you be why wouldn't you feel more inclined and welcomed to learn about your history and like the species that you are and like everything right because he could just take you back home to the elf the elven house and yeah. boom you know i mean i don't think it's gonna be that simple <laughs> Mm, no it's not (laughs) it's based off of his initial behavior when he came across us and also like how like um i guess strict his house seems i do think that it's probably gonna end up being one of those things where they're like well i mean you're an elf but like they're not really one of us kind of thing right you know what i mean like i think that's probably more so how that introduction to that setting is going to be but again i'm just making predictions based off of you know how uptight he seemed in the beginning yes, <laughs> yes. my man had a log up his ass not a stick yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be a great episode title if i could figure out how to make that pg-13 <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how we're gonna do that yet but <laughs> we'll figure it out Okay, so afterwards, the group will play a card game, leading to some more group banter and an opportunity to improve your relationship with Mal. A storm will quickly overtake the ship, and there is an opportunity to help if you're human, which does gain some XP. If you're not human, you will just sit and, like, ride out the storm. Okay, so the next morning, the captain will inform everyone that they will have to wait a few days before heading towards the Isles in order to avoid the storm. In order to pass the time, Mal will suggest going to a nearby cove to see a mermaid, which is a 20-diamond scene. So, I know you took this. Did mm-hmm. you like it? It was, again, these diamond scenes, I'm trying to tell you, you never know what to expect. They'd be all over the damn place. Um, It wasn't bad. It, it wasn't bad. It was just your average, like, let me tell you a little bit more about myself. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like, you, I'm begging for scraps, and they always be throwing me, like, one piece of bread. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I want to <laughs> eat. I'm hungry. Like, give me content. <laughs> but no it was very cute it was very like it was cute like there's something about mal like the whole like oh let's you know splash each other with water and let's just like have fun and like do stuff i can't imagine those scenes happening with tyrell so like these two are definitely going to be my two allies i know i'm going to come down to one before double chapters happen i feel it Mm -hmm. you know before like chapter 10 chapter 11 i'm pretty sure i'm gonna just favor one of them um but yeah like i don't know i don't know it was it was okay it was an okay diamond scene i just want to know the tea about him i want to i want a little bit more and he's not given what he's supposed to be given before we continue with the rest of the episode let me interrupt to share our socials we are at Play Choices Podcast on Instagram, Play Choices Pod on Twitter, and we're also on PlayChoicesPodcast.tumblr.com. I'll post any episode notes relating to this week's episode on Tumblr. We're also available for streaming on all major platforms. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review as reviews help us in the platform's algorithm. If you leave us a five-star review, we'll read it on the podcast. 
As always, we are a growing podcast. If you see us on your socials, we appreciate a reblog, a retweet, or share depending on the platform you see us on. We also love it when you share our podcast with your choices loving friends. And back to the episode. You know. Yeah, I mean, he, he definitely opened up, like, a lot more than I thought he was going to, based off of, like, how closed off he was in the past couple of Diamond scenes. But like I said, I feel like his time to attract me over to his ally route is is, is gone. It's fleeting. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, the, goal, the ship has sailed. No sorry your mom died. <laughs> <laughs> sorry she died. Um, glad your sister, like, found a good life for herself. Right, right. <laughs> Like, him and I could be good pals, I think. I think we would be good buds. <laughs> but there's nothing about his character that is, like, luring me over. Like, so far, right now, Tyrell, he's he's my man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, yeah, let me go ahead and walk through the events of the diamond scene. So, on the way to the cove, Mal and Rain will encounter a mermaid, and you get to kiss her. Did you kiss this mermaid? I did kiss the mermaid. I mean, why not? I mean, like, truly, like, I was like, what's the worst that could happen, right? Like, no, I was like, I honestly, I was like, I do, like, well, not I, like, I didn't get the, I didn't take the diamond scenes, like I said, I couldn't care less about Mal, but I watched it on YouTube, and I was like, I want this person to kiss it, but like, you know, sometimes, like, it's like the basic fairy tale of like a mermaid is like this magical creature but there are some like really good like horror tropes out there about oh, mermaids yes. and i was like i feel like if we kiss her something bad's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> but she was a nice mermaid you know she just wanted a little kiss kiss so i was yeah, like okay cool go ahead give her a little kiss um, on the cove, Mao will open up about his family, admitting that he is actually from White Tower, and his mother died when he was young. He took up the Thieves Guild and got promoted after stealing from a higher-up, which feels very, you know, every single Thieves Guild I've ever seen in any sort of plot, this seems very, you know, on, on brand for them. <laughs> yeah, truly. And you will also acquire a treasure called the Shell of the Beyond. I don't know if this is going to end up being useful later, but I did not get it. So two days later, the ship is sailing and is rapidly approached by another ship who is attempting to board them. It's a ship of orcs who will quickly overtake the ship. The orc captain reveals herself as M- Mtora. Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, that's how I pronounced it, yeah. Okay. The orc captain will reveal herself as Mtora, and just as she's about to take the ship, a monster boards the ship at the same time. Everyone prepares for a fight, and the chapter ends off on this cliffhanger. you have any ending thoughts? No, no, it was just like the most uh, at the end of that chapter. I'm like, why, why can't we just sell? Why is everyone attacking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's continue on to chapter five, titled "The Floating City." So the summary is trapped between Grobtars, which is the name of the monster from the previous chapter, and pirates. Your party fights for their life, but does hope lie in an unlikely alliance? So the chapter will pick up from the two opposing groups coming together to fight the monster who climbed aboard the ship. Nia will run below deck with three while the group fights, which earned the biggest eye roll for me. No, like literally the absolute biggest eye roll. First of all, Treep, can he not fly? Like, can he he not hide himself? I really feel like Threep is just here to be like, he's possessed by the Shadow Court. No, that's, <laughs> like, and if that is all this this cat bat has to offer, <laughs> it's going to make me upset a little bit. Right, like, there's, okay, I, we're going to get to it, but there's another scene where we're approached by another person who's on the side of the Shadow Court, and he was like, this person has been possessed by the Shadow Court. And I'm like, bitch, we know. You don't have to tell us. Like, I know that this person has been by the Shadow Court. 
I think we can just safely assume that every every single time that someone tries to attack us is probably a shadow court related issue. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. We we a ragtag team of you know holders and bad bitches. (laughs) So (laughs) they are about to be a ragtag companion or a shadow court. Like it's one of the two and that's it. That is it. Like I really though. Like And Nia, I'm like, girl, if you don't use your little light powers for light something, magic. <laughs> if you don't use your light magic, isn't there like one part of the scene where like an arrow like flies by her head? She probably was so paralyzed now. She's a bitch. I just gotta go. She said, "I have to flee," and it's so crazy because when be you here. see, when you see, you know, Tyro use magic, like automatically, I said, "Oh, Nia, baby, you better get replaced." I said automatically. No, you literally. Get I said, oh, a second magic bitch? Bye, Nia. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bye. Like, <laughs> I know it's not the light that he commands, but I mean, he's using it a lot more. Fr- well, I don't want to say a lot more frequently. I feel like we really only saw him use magic in like that first twice. scene, right? I, when did I he use magic the second time? On the ship, too. I know, I know oh, there's did. some okay. scene, yeah, where he's like, I, he blasted. But still, like, I'm like everyone is supposed to be fighting and i feel like i ran against like five enemies on that damn ship and i'm like what is everyone doing like right no i don't and then like at the end of the fight they're like tyrell and mal like they made some allusion to them like looking a little bit like physically like ruffled or something because of the fight and i'm like i literally maybe we were just so enticed in our own fight that we couldn't see what was going on right probably more a realistic explanation but i was like what did you do right (laughs) truly though truly because me and Imatura, bitch, or Imtora. Yeah, we was her, putting in that work, okay? Yes, we bitch. was putting in that yes. work. <laughs> okay, so there is a fight scene, as we have mentioned. Um, I did personally level up during this scene. At what point did you level up in this chapter? Yeah, I think I leveled up on this one, too, yes. Okay. What was your next skill that you took? Do you remember? Oh, God. I think it was brawling. Okay, that's not a bad one. I took wood floor. Um, in the tutorial, it was like take wood floor. I was like, you got it, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But brawling is is helpful for like the next scene that comes up, though. It is. Mm -hmm. We'll get there. So Imtura is a pretty formidable fighter, but halfway she realizes that her ship is also being raided by the Grobtars for a spiked gauntlet. Imtura tells us to go get it back since it's a weapon and there is a diamond scene to get it as it is a legendary weapon, which would replace our usual weapons, assuming that you have the appropriate skill to use that weapon. And it also enhances our fighting skills and you will get more XP. Um, I did take this scene because... Like I said, anything related to leveling up or getting XP, I'm going to purchase it. (laughs) Right, same, me too. (laughs) If you take the scene, Rain will grab the weapon and you can use it against the main Groptar for the most amount of XP that is available for that scene. Um, And like I did mention, this is a weapon that you can only use if you have the brawling skill. So the fact that you have it is going to be useful for using this gauntlet in the future. So after the fight, the entire group will gather. Even Nia... (laughs) the comments Mm -hmm. the edits the edits that i wrote it says what i wrote down the entire group gathers even nia and her useless ass (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and they will celebrate the victory. The fight results in an uneasy stalemate between the crew and the pirates as they tend to their wounded from the battle. Emtura approaches Rain and expresses gratitude for getting the gauntlet back, but ultimately lets Rain keep it. Emtura claims that she's in their debt, so Rain will ask for passage to Flotilla. Which Emtura is like kind of pissed off about. We don't really know why yet, but we'll get there. Emtura is able to get the group to Flotilla safely, but the guards recognize her as Princess Emtura. So as it turns out, we have another heir in our midst. I roll. I just said I know. I said back to back. Come on now. (laughs) I'm like, why couldn't you have like burned bridges with everyone there? Like, why do you have to be like one of the most important people of the month? No, they literally like love her. Like, oh, your mom. What? Everyone loves her except for her mother. (laughs) Yeah, like really though. Really, it's so funny. So Imtura is the daughter of the clan leader and the entire group is invited to meet the queen with her. Imtura will reluctantly agree to this meeting. So we meet the queen Ventra and she, to say she's a bit of a bitch bitch is an understatement. Yeah, she is such a bitch. (laughs) She is a fucking bitch. I see why Imtura left. No, truly though. I was like, baby, I understand. I'm sorry. No, I I was like, I'm sorry for judging you. I get it. So Rain will ask for the shard, and Ventra says she sent it away because it was too dangerous, and the shard is currently hidden on a remote island. Ventra isn't very convinced that she should hand over its location, however, and then begins to mock her daughter for leaving her place as the heir, saying that she has failed as a pirate. Because, you know, Emtura explained to her mom that she was saved by these people, so her mom was like, why do you even need to be saved in the first place? Yes, uh... Ventra turns to the group and decides that since they did save her daughter, she will let them stay in Flotilla for one night only. After that, we gotta get the fuck out. <laughs> so, afterwards, the group will head to an inn for food. Rain will ask Imtura about the royal archives where the map to the shard is supposedly stored, and Rain is able to convince Imtura to help them get it. This will prompt a social quest for 15 diamonds where Rain can explore Flotilla with Imtura and also get to know Imtura better. Uh, did you... Well, I know you took the scene. Mm-hmm. I said, girl, um, I said, let me go ahead and figure out your backstory, bitch. Come on, let's go. Right. I did not. Um, there was really nothing about Imtura that I found super enticing. But I will say in taking the scene, I wouldn't have been disappointed if I had taken it. Like, I think it's a pretty decent scene for only 15 mm-hmm. diamonds. It's pretty long. <laughs> yeah. It's so, it so long. It's very long. The scene will start out with Imtura taking Rain across Flotilla, and there is a dance scene where Rain participates in Orcish culture. Rain and Imtura also have a heart-to-heart, very similar to Tyrell's, where Imtura admits that she does miss Flotilla when she's at sea, but ultimately doesn't want the responsibility of becoming queen. So yet again, we are meeting another character where her destined fate is miserable to her, and we are obviously meant to pity her. The two will eventually mm-hmm. make it to the Royal Archives, where you'll encounter the Archives Keeper, whose name is Skullcrusher. Imtura and Skullcrusher will arm wrestle for the map, or if your character is an orc, you will arm wrestle for the map. And either way, um, whoever arm wrestles Skullcrusher will win and will gain access to the map. Imtura and Rain will celebrate the win, and it seems like the two have built an unlikely connection. How do you feel about Imtura after this scene? I mean, like... This is oh wow this this is gonna sound really sexist it really oh. is <laughs> it is we but I to edit. I think <laughs> right 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 I think like I don't necessarily like the illusion of this badass character pirate bitch being shattered by like oh I don't want to be queen you know 
not saying that that takes away from her being like a badass but it's just so weird to like that she's being put in her place by her mom and i think there was like one dialogue option that i was like shawty you gotta stand up for yourself you gotta yeah. like, <laughs> because I, like everyone wanted to be on yo the she was reading everyone to freaking death oh Absolutely. my oh ventra was a bitch but she was not wrong <laughs> no the way she was just like dismissing fucking everyone oh my goodness i was like oh but no like it, it's just truly you know the princess version of tyrell's story so it's just like girl i just heard this five seconds ago yeah <laughs> like, i really that did is my biggest critique of the story is just like it's they just copied and pasted Tyrell's story and oops she's a woman and an orc <laughs> right like, which is like if she had the storyline of just being like a well-known orc who like wouldn't get some orc law and that's why she didn't want to go yeah. that to me that would be that would be way more enticing than her being a princess yeah I agree. The only big difference between Tyrell and Emtura is the fact that Emtura like literally travels the land, whereas it seems like Tyrell has, you know, as he said himself, has not had a ton of adventuring experience. That's right. really the only significant difference. But other than that, they're pretty much the same fucking character. Truly. I feel like it would have been like I like I like the storyline that you came up with. My alternative storyline suggestion would be that Emtura actually really wants to become queen, but would rather, like, redefine the way that their society Ooh, works. yes. You yes. know, like, because it seems like Ventra is just kind of like, I mean, we don't fully know that much about Ventra, but it does seem like Ventra is like, I want this, go fucking get it, rather yes. than doing, like, the adventuring herself. And it seems like Emtura, like, what would have been a really great plot line would be for Emtura to be like, I do want to, like, make my mom proud but not in the way that she envisions it for me in right. the sense that like I want to become queen and I want to maintain my position as heir but I want to do like a good bit of adventuring which it seems like to be like a leader like you kind of have to be with your people obviously yeah so yeah. that I could see how that would like strain her potential to be an heir or to be a queen more specifically so I think that also would have been like a good like one character who's an heir and like not really sure if they want it and then mm -hmm. a character who's like yeah i actually do really want to be an heir but i would like to redefine the position of queen right right but yeah i don't know <laughs> having her story be so similar to tyrell's i was like yawn let's move on <laughs> right and i think that's and you know that's not fair of me to like put that all on her but it's just the fact that we met tyrell first so his story was like already set in stone yeah and then for her to just literally have like a copy of it i was like okay girl you could have did better but in actuality like either one of them could have been like just something more than a noble like because it's yeah. really like again we talk about it all the time our favorite phrase when it comes to these choices conversations is like champagne problems like you're yes. a princess and you're a lord like come on i get it you don't have friends but like at the end of the day like when you become that title holder don't you have the power to change that i mean i don't think when you're an heir no i don't think when you're an heir you really have that much i think it's the expectation that you're going to continue running the kingdom the way that your you know parents were 
Mm, but yeah true it's just the fact that like you said it's a used plot and the fact that they just tried to reposition it like i just feel like personally it feels very lazy to me yes right yeah because like the, right now they literally seem like the same fucking character and like i really hope that in the next couple of chapters they spend some time investing in some character development to make them seem like more differentiated <laughs> <laughs> like the only thing that's different is that like i said she adventures more and she seems like a little bit more open to like joke being jokey like that's the only yes difference. yes it's yes. like she's like she's like the in-between between mal and tyrell <laughs> right in fact because mal and her got along pretty well i wouldn't be surprised if like she was the reason why mal and tyrell like kind of got along <laughs> right <laughs> because like she does relate to tyrell a lot so like it would make sense if she was like kind of buddy buddy with tyrell but like in a conversation also kind of brought mal into it and then mm-hmm. she kind of like joked around with the both of them to get them to like warm up with each other like i mm-hmm. feel like that would be a really cute scene okay so afterwards the team will look at the map together we learned that the island that the shard is on isn't too far away but the scene is interrupted by an assassin who tries to stab rain imtura is able to free them of their disguise revealing that one of her own crewmates is the assassin so three reveals the obvious that this assassin has been tainted by the shadow court imtura is able to grab her but the assassin ends her own life before they can ask her any questions so basically they start questioning why this assassin ended their own life and I think it's either Tyrell or three, maybe both of them say that if you're an agent of the shadow court and you get captured, you're more useful to the shadow court dead than alive. Because obviously if you're alive, you can be tortured to reveal answers. So it seems like it may be expected of people who are under the shadows and influence to, you know, end their own life rather than potentially reveal any secrets. Amtura takes this as like a personal affront because essentially she interprets this move as the shadow court trying to prevent Intura to getting to the island to get the shard. One thing that we do learn about Intura's character is that you can manipulate her to do anything by <laughs> basically asserting that she can't do it. <laughs> yes, I'm trying to tell you. I'm Reverse psychology <laughs> works so strong on this bitch. <laughs> Maybe her mom is right that she's not ready to be queen because she's so easily manipulated. (laughs) But Amtura takes this as a personal affront because she hates when people tell her what she can and can't do. And she decides to join the team just purely out of spite. Like, just truly out of spite. Literally out of spite, yes. To get the shard back. And we get, like, a shortcut scene basically showing, like, hey, Amtura is a part of your clan or a group or whatever. They're a band of adventurers, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the chapter ends. So, I don't know. Do you have any, like, final thoughts before we do rapid fire and bingo? No. First of all, I just knew that both of these people would join the group because they're in the poster. Of course. They're in the poster. Like, they're literally in the poster, the starting up poster. (laughs) So, like... I was like looking at it and I was like, oh, and then like when the character popped up, I was like, oh, hey, you. Okay. All right. Uh, Let's see where you fit into the story. Oh, you're just the male version of her story. Okay. Got you. All right. Next. (laughs) Okay. So let's go ahead and do again, rapid fire Mal. Uh, He annoying. He's my annoying. I don't know why I can't let him go. He annoying though. Yeah, again, for me, annoying. Maybe a good friend in the future, but we got to get past this, like, broody, like, machismo. Like, I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, like... Nia. She needs to be useful. She's useless right yeah. now. That's it. That's I all I got for her. high hopes for her. I really do have high hopes for her character. I just hope we get to it sooner than later. Like, I don't want to be at chapter 16 and she, like, surprises us. <laughs> like... <laughs> 
I needed to be somewhere like before chapter 10. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tyrell. I oh, love him. My sugar daddy. I love it. literally sugar my sugar daddy. daddy with the heart of gold. Yeah, like truly, like oh, I just love it when he like stifles like a smile, and I'm like, oh, I'm getting to you, baby. I I'm know. I you. love those characters. Okay, and Tura. Oh my god, that's that's just my bitch though. Honestly, like as much as like her storyline is like recycled. That's just my bitch. Like, I just feel like she gonna be the one that's like, nah, we about to just kill everybody in here. And I'm gonna be like, I'm with her. Like, I'm really yeah. with her. Before we continue with the rest of the episode, I do want to remind everyone that if you have any questions or comments that you would like to be included in a future episode, please email us at playchoicespodcast at gmail.com. Questions can be related to books we've recorded episodes on, books that we haven't read yet, or even questions you'd like to ask us. Please specify if you want a shout out, otherwise all emails will be anonymous. Alternatively, you can go to our Axe box on playchoicespodcast.tumblr.com and submit a question. Just specify that is for the podcast and we'll be sure to include it. And back to our episode. No, I do I do like her personality. I just hope, like I said earlier, that they mm-hmm. invest some more character development to help differentiate her and Tyrell because otherwise they're kind of the same character right now. Really? Yeah. I want to like her, but I it, it's I will say this. If they had introduced Emtura before Tyrell, I would just feel the same way about Tyrell. It's absolutely, purely, I absolutely. purely am biased towards Tyrell because they introduced him first. It's and recency that's, bias. Exactly, that's it. Exactly. Right. That's a, <laughs> well, maybe that's not recency. Like, whatever first impression bias. Whatever the fuck you call that. Like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I completely 100% agree. And that's what that comment that would be edited out earlier, that's what that was about. Because I was like, yeah. well, well, I mean, <laughs> but it's truly because Tyrell was introduced first. Yeah, absolutely. And lastly, Threep you know just comic relief and you mm-hmm. know two things comic relief and like there's a shadow person five seconds after we already know like yes. you know like, yes that's that i can't there's nothing more i would add i couldn't have said it better myself <laughs> no that's it right that's it when he made that joke about like hey guys like i'm trying to take a cat nap i'm like will you shut up and go to sleep <laughs> oh my god that little piece of dialogue where he was like i'm i really shouldn't have eaten that piece of salmon and, and Tyler like, was like you're eating, you're right eating it right now. now and he's like i know I but know, i regret, I regret it, it. <laughs> like really like i uh there's just there's something about that cat bat's personality that i'm like i fucks with you hardcore for real yeah <laughs> i will say overall just to kind of end my thoughts before we head on to bingo is that like i do feel like i'm warming up to this book more than i was in the initial episode mm-hmm. i don't know if it's quite reached like top five or top ten status for me yet but i do think that after adding like all these people and seeing them interact with each other more I am enjoying the group dynamic. I am looking forward to seeing how they interact with each other further, you know, yes, because really like there wasn't too many scenes for Imtur to like really get to interact with the group. We kind of got more one-on-one time with her. Right. More so than, you know, group time, which I think is interesting. <sighs> Can I just point out one more thing? I thought it was interesting that Mal was like the most fearful of going to Flotilla and then ended up having the quickest bond with Imtura out of everyone. <laughs> yes yes and i do think it's weird that like the least experience which is your character like everyone still relies on like you making the final decision yeah so i mean truly like rain's the only reason why they decided to join because like yeah rain is the first one to look at tyrell and be like uh who the fuck are you Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) why would you do that and rain is the one who kind of persuades amtura to join their group because otherwise like if it weren't for rain going over there and getting the gauntlet and like helping save both of their ships like 
Like, exactly. I don't know how the scene turns out if you don't pay for the diamonds for the gauntlets. I don't, maybe this is different if you're doing like a diamondless playthrough. But I mean, based off of popularity, I would assume the majority of people probably took that scene yeah, <laughs> more yeah. than, you know, more than less. But like, really, Rain is kind of the glue that holds the group together, right? Yes, now. yes, I agree. I completely and agree. And plus, is the one who has like the most passion for this. Probably, if I had to say, if there was one character who had more passion, it maybe Tyrell or Nia just because they actually have some skin in the game personally for defeating the Shadow Court. Everyone else is just kind of like along for the ride because they're like pissed off about the Shadow Court. Yeah, yeah. Really. <laughs> but not for personal reasons, just like for their pride. <laughs> right, much. absolutely. But yeah, I think right now like Rain is just kind of like the social glue. Like may not be the strongest character, but you can definitely see how Rain is very charismatic, which I think honestly came through from the first chapter. Mm-hmm. I will say, though, like, I don't think that Blades is in, like, my top 10 choices book quite yet, but I do think the writers are doing a really good job at wor- world building. Yes, they are, yeah. In hindsight, there are things that are making sense from previous chapters that didn't quite, I say previous chapters, like, we read it, but only two right. chapters, too. <laughs> but there are things that are, like, making sense, and, like, I'm better able to piece together, like, it's not necessarily that I'm better able to piece together like themes and stuff. Cause I feel like, you know, not to pat myself in the back or anything here, but I feel like I can do that pretty well, but I feel like the writers are being more intentional and explicit about it than I have seen in like other choices books. Like again, and this is a very low bar to set. So I apologize for my comparison, but I did just finish reading the nanny affair book too. So that is why it's coming to mind. It's a recency bias thing, but like, it does seem like it's more explicit and more intentional. And that is not to slight the nanny affair book two writers. I'm sure they were also intentional, but you know, the blades and the nanny affair two are just two very different writing styles. So like one is going to inherently seem a little bit more sophisticated than the other. The Nanny Affair 2 is written very specifically for very specific goals. So, you know, I can just see the world building and like plot building like a little bit more clearly in Blades, which I do respect in the writing, I can say. I won't rag on the book anymore is essentially my summary. (laughs) Well, for now. Okay, let's move on to uh, Bingo. So, again, we crossed out quite a bit of these from just the first chapter alone. So, for those of you who are not familiar with Bingo, uh, not for every book, but for some of our books, we do put together a Bingo, which is just basically, like, common tropes that we will see in a specific genre or specific plotline. And we just try to, you know, to reach Bingo. And we have already reached Bingo on the very first episode just because there's a lot of fantasy tropes that are hit on in this book, um, which is kind of to be expected with the fantasy genre, to be honest. But let's just see how many more Bingos we can get. I'm counting. Yeah, I'm just counting one right now. So let's see if we can get some more Bingos. Um, So the first unmarked box says the fate of the world lies with the chosen one. I don't. I feel like we should be able to mark this box, but I don't think that the nar- the narration has really gotten this intense yet. Like, I feel like the answer is inevitably yes. yes, but the narration hasn't been like, oh, we're going to change the fate of the world. Like, it's kind of been hinted at because Rain tried to explain to Skullcrusher that by getting the shard back, they could save a lot of lives. And then yes, yes. Old- 
Ventra that if, you know, you know, if the shadow court took down like the entire elven colony, then like, what makes you think they're not going to try to take your clan down? Yes. Yes. So it's kind of being hinted at. I don't think it would be wrong of us to market, but it's not very intense yet. So I, I'll leave it up to you. Do you want to market? I think we should market because if not us, then who, right? Like who, who right. else is aware of the situation? Who else knows what's going on? Like, it seems like, I mean, granted, like, Tyrell knew what was going on, yes, but that was just by sheer luck and, like, who he is as a person, because no one else knows that the Shadow Court is, like, taking over people and has this malicious intent on, like, finding the shards in order to receive their full power, but us. Okay. I'll I'll put in one caveat that makes me not want to mark it. Okay. Even though we both know that Rain is the chosen one. We both know it. Mm-hmm. Or we're predicting it. I guess potentially it could be Nia because I do feel like with her <gasps> being the priestess of light. Yes. I do think we're ultimately going to need her power to defeat the shadow court because like how else do you defeat shadow other than with light? But it's like we don't necessarily have the explicit like, oh, you are the chosen one for any of the characters. So that's the right. only thing that's kind of hesitating me. Like, I we know it's coming up, but it hasn't been stated by someone being like, oh, your actual, like, secret ancestry, like, makes you the chosen one in this yes, let's, Yes, yeah. Let's put it on pause. Let's put it on pause. Okay. Let's see, let's we'll see what more backstory now. we get, you know. Because we okay, are, so, we were an orphan, right? Yes. So, like, we don't know and what our just, background is. Right, it's too cliche for an uh, orphan to be settling on an Avenger, and then they end up yes. being... Yeah, you're right. We we need a little bit more yeah. backstory, a little bit more dialogue. Okay. Um, the next box is the protagonist has a mentor. I don't know if we're going to have one explicit mentor. It kind of <laughs> just feels like we have our ragtag group of people who are providing us with guidance. Yes, Again, I feel like this is another one that I want to hold off just to see if there is one true specific mentor that comes up. But for right now, I'm kind of just getting the feeling that it's like going to be a collection of them. <laughs> yes, I completely agree. Okay. Um, The next one is dragons. I don't think we've seen anything really close to a dragon in this book. No, not at all. The closest we have is three, just because his little wings, but those are more his, bat like His fucking bat wings. <laughs> his fucking bat wings. <laughs> Okay, this next one kind of plays on what we were talking with earlier, which is that a key character has a hidden ancestry or origin story. Again, we have not. Well, Mm -mm. I don't know. Do you consider, like, the reveal of Tyrell and Entura being heirs, like, their quote-unquote hidden origin story? Like, I don't know. It feels like we kind of found it a little bit too easily. It feels like it feels like it was too easy. Right, and that's exactly what I was about to, my counterpart was about to be like, I mean, eventually, I feel like, how hard would it have been to find out who they really were, you know? Yeah. Like, I just feel like if, just because we didn't know who they were, doesn't mean that, like, other people on the streets wouldn't have known that they who they yeah. were. Um, Given the fact that, like, they do come from, like, their title is their specific race, and we were raised by humans. So I feel like if we came across mm -hmm. another elf, they would have known who Tyrell was. And if yeah. we came across another orc, you know, they would have known that she was the princess. So, yeah, yeah just hold that hold, hold off on that just a little bit. Just a little bit. Okay. 
Um, a band of adventurers who don't get along team up and discover that they like each other. Again, I kind of need for Mal and Tyrell to get along uh-huh. in order for this to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> we, but I just want to hold off on this one a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. MC is the one true heir identified by a mark or an artifact. I feel like it's coming, but we yeah, just gotta right, wait. Right, we gotta wait. Someone sacrifices their life to save another, but is resurrected. This has not happened yet. Um, the villain's lair is big and dark, only enterable by a secret passage. <sighs> the closest we've gotten to this is like sneaking into Flotilla, but I feel like Venture's gonna end up being an ally, so I don't want to call her a villain quite yet. Right, right. Okay, and then there is a physically large female warrior. I mean, we can mark that. I mean, absolutely. Because so <laughs> you, you saw, you saw Imtura's illustration and that little campfire scene. That's a big bitch. She a big bitch, bro. <laughs> she a, a big, big bitch. bitch. She give Tyrell a run for his money. Yes, and a, a physically strong. She took down Skullcrusher and that arm wrestling competition yes. so motherfucking fast. When she there, there was one scene and like when you're fighting against all those like fish gobbler things or whatever, mm-hmm. where she was like. You call that an attack? And she threw her fucking axe? And I was like, okay, Huntress. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> DBD reference for those of you who don't know. DBD reference. <laughs> but truly, like, I'm like, oh, she big, bro. She big. Yeah, a big motherfucking bitch. But, okay. um, I guess that's the end of our bingo. We've only marked one. Again, I do think there is a very... This is probably the highest potential we've ever had to mark every mm-hmm. single box on a bingo. Mm-hmm. We just have to wait for, you know, the plot to build, which is fine. We're only in chapter five. We got 11 more chapters to go. It's right. going to be fine. <laughs> but, um, okay, well, thank you for chatting with me. I will say, I think this was a nice little chat. I enjoyed I, it. I, I loved it. Yeah, truly. I feel like we were able to, like, dive into, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly of Blades. And I feel like, like I said, I think the writing and the character building is so good that it kind of just makes a conversation like this very effortless. So, you know, I'll give a little clap, clap, a little cheers to the writers. I mean, so far I am enjoying the book. I don't know if it's top 10 for me quite yet, but it's, it's good. You know, it's good. It's good. It was very funny. It's just ironic because I just have to point out Lucas and I were having an earlier conversation before we mm-hmm. recorded where I was like, I'm not really impressed with the book. And it's not necessarily that the book has impressed me. I think it's just good writing. Like, and I yeah. feel like, can I say this candidly? Sometimes I don't really appreciate a book and then I'll sit down to discuss it. And I'm like, well, there actually is like more depth in here than I thought. Like kind of happened with the nanny affair too. Um, not the book. I mean, two isn't T O O, but it happened with the <laughs> nanny where I don't think I realized how much I appreciated the book until after I discussed it. Because even though like I, we will rag on the nanny affair all day, every day. Cause it is kind of ridiculous. Like it's also very like enjoyable. Too. Yes. So sometimes just sitting down and having like a podcast talk about it, I'm like, wow, I do like these books more than I thought I did. I agree. I completely agree. Just a little bit of an aside for the readers to understand how our opinions develop. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but okay, I mean Yeah, bitch, that's it. Um <laughs> <laughs> I guess to, you know, do our little plugs. If you want to follow us on social media, we are Play Choices Pod on Twitter and Play Choices Podcast on Tumblr and Instagram. That rebel really kicking in really hard right now. <laughs> it's like my mind's going at like a thousand miles an hour. My mouth cannot keep up with it. 
Um, I have a new streaming schedule, so if you didn't know, but I do stream is twitch.tv slash playchoicespodcast. I did recently switch up the streaming schedule. It is uh, on Mondays, we're actually reading Wolf Bride. So as of the day of we're recording this, I have read chapter one. Um, I can't wait to discuss it with you, Lucas, because wow, wow, wow. Mm. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. And we're reading Chasing You from Romance Club. Uh, Tuesdays continues to be a Romance Club themed streaming day. For both of those days, Mondays and Tuesdays, we are streaming at 4 p.m. PT, 7 p.m. ET. Thank you to our secret service that includes everyone who has been contributing you know, money from Anchor, our people who have donated tips, our people who have subscribed to me on Twitch. I'm just going to try to recall them from memory. Thank you, Jennifer, for continuing to give us your $9.99 uh, monthly donation. Um, and then uh, also to our uh, Twitch uh, subscribers. I say are. You're not involved in this. My Twitch subscribers. <laughs> uh, Eric, thank you so much. Fisty, thank you so much. Uh, I think KT is also a, a subscriber. Thank you so much. I should have said this at the top of the episode, but I've just kind of gotten an influx of messages of people who are telling me they're going through a hard time and our podcast has been like helping them through it, which... <sighs> If you're going through a hard time, I apologize. And if this podcast is bringing a little bit of light into your life for the hour, hour and a half, I'm so glad that it's doing that for you. It's really like it, it really does help to like hear that you, you guys are, you know, not only appreciating this from an entertainment value, which, you know, is valuable to me, but also that to know that our like silliness and shit is like helping y'all just like distract yourself from the bullshit of life. Like, it should be known to me because, like, I also use entertainment to, like, distract myself when I'm stressed. But sometimes I just forget that people listen to the podcast like that. So it's so nice for everybody to come in my DMs and messages to let me know. I take these messages to heart. Um, and whether or not you're having a good or a bad day, which I really hope you're having a good day, I pray for you. But it just means a lot when y'all express how entertained you are by the podcast. So thank you for just continuing to listen to our dumbasses discuss these interactive <laughs> novels <laughs> on a weekly basis. And uh, I'm going to get off my soapbox because that's all I have to say about, you know, the pot. I'm what I can I just I'm shaking. This Red Bull is I, I got to stop. <laughs> I literally have to force myself from talking. I got to pull the plug on my mic. Thank you all so much for listening to us. Lucas, is there anything you want to say? That's it, guys. XOXO, Play Choices Podcast. XOXO, aka the Bitchy Book Club. Love you. (laughs) Bye. Bye.